Now, the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 28th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan! I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there, huh? Yeah. Shook off a weird, wild Wednesday. I, I don't you know. We had a, a house guest. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Someone in town, stayed the night, buddy, and uh, ended up just... I don't know how how that happened. I just got a, I got got after it. Worse for the wear today. A little midweek worse for the wear situation. Is yeah. that what we're talking about? Yeah, I, it is well, the unexpected. You know, you you had published on the pace of play report, saw it take off, just pop the cork, celebrate a little bit, and you got a midweek uh, worse for the wear situation going on. Is that what I'm, I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, the friend that was over said, you know, it was the best trolling you could possibly do of DeChambeau since it was all backed <laughs> up by data. You know, DeChambeau, there's some article in the New York Post today. I don't know if it's in direct response to the Pace of Play report, but uh, it doesn't reference the Pace of Play report. He wasn't asked about the Pace of Play report, the Friday Pace of Play report, but... Uh, he does, you know, continues with the line that, you know, the solution is to walk faster. You know, just, just you know, pick up the pace when you're so, uh, walking between shots. So I almost put this in the pace of play report. I almost put his, like, assertion that he walks faster and really dove into it. But I decided to, yeah. decided to keep it out. Um, so say you walked, like, one mile per hour faster. <laughs> right. That right. wouldn't make a very big difference difference on like a 300 yard walk sure sure it's it's just yes and your caddy has to walk that's i did note right the caddy has to walk that fast right the caddy's always behind him right is what you observed looking around his giant staff bag that's probably filled with mean stupid shit i bet pro tracer (laughs) protractors and all sorts of things I would that would be content that the PGA Tour should do that I would be really interested like what what's is in the bag? In bag not like in the bag in terms of clubs like what's in Bryson's yeah. bag yeah what are in the pockets yeah what's he got in there it, the day uh, he knew they were filming he would just bring so much I know <laughs> he'd this have is like a friction a... friction device here spritzer <laughs> I can see him having like a little vial for soil sampling. (laughs) (laughs) I send this to the local university every 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 week to get to get a a soil report, so I know how how bouncy the turf is. (laughs) The local university getting involved. Uh, So feedback on the pace of (laughs) you're cracking yourself up. Feedback on the pace of play report. 
positive. Uh, Brandel, I saw, was shouting it out. Shackleford aggregated, posted about it, commented on it. Just Shackleford had one of the best comments ever. I just, I uh, while I was worse to the wear, I, 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 uh, I was, I just uncontrollably laughing with him calling. He said something about the USGA's timing system and how they go lax in the U.S. Open because they don't want to uh, offend the most important people on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Calling the PGA Tour players the most important people on the planet. Uh, pretty good. It was good, uh, you know, we, keen insights. We've been waiting for it, and it was uh, delivered, I would say. And it's getting the praise it, it deserves, so congrats on that. Yeah, well, uh, you need, I hope somebody does a bigger test. Like, that's really the goal of it, is that right. maybe somebody that's a little bit more mathematically inclined than I am. Or uh, more equipped yeah. to j- than just, you know, trekking, huffing it around the nine holes of Pebble Beach with a notepad pen. Mm-hmm. Just trying to keep up, yeah. No, it was uh, it, when I saw you come in, you looked giddy but also exhausted. So. Oh, was, that was not an easy task. <laughs> All right, shall we get to uh, some early check-ins? Should we do that first? What do you want to do? Yeah, that let's, sound good. Let's, let's check on in. Uh, we are back. The dartboard tour is alive and well. Uh, we have. 63, 64, 65, all over the board. Uh, Nate Lashley leads the Rocket Mortgage Classic, the PMI Classic, nine under par 63, leads Ryan Armour and Nick Watney. Wow. Watney's back in uh, by a shot. You know how many uh, players are under par today? This is is the live under par open. It's it's at least I would say a hundred and ten maybe one twenty one of the hundred and fifty six. Oh, oh my god! But so, but that number changes when you go to the adjusted par of sixty eight that we talked about <laughs> before the week. Then then uh, only uh, only twenty four or uh, thirty two guys are under par. My my source on the ground there said there were a ton of easy pins. For even for the membership by member standards, ton of easy pins out there. And I saw Jason Sobel tweet make this is a salient point. Like when the tour goes to new venues, they're just like so gun shy, over cautious and setting them up. I think we got a little bit of that. It's been really rainy in the Midwest, as far as I know. I mean, certainly in Cleveland. Cleveland's close enough to Detroit. Maybe I'm making a leap of uh, leap there, but it's been rainy. The greens are slightly firm, but easy pins. The ball is just juiced to all all hell. There was a question in the U.S. Open about how like driving distance, like the report, like the measurements, like down a little bit this year or level. Like, oh, by the way, we like we haven't even gotten to like June, most of June, July, and August when it's like flying off the planet, um, right? Well, yeah, so- that and the venues. The schedule reshuffle has led to a lot more like cold weather venues, and it's been really wet everywhere yeah yeah so you want some numbers today per per golf channel uh i think i I know what you're the graphic you're talking about well okay 12 guys i guess per brandall 12 averaged averaged more than 350 yards off the tee what 12 that's what he said 12 guys (laughs) i don't know if that's accurate that's average absolutely absurd it had to be champ 
maybe he miss you know misspoke I, on well that i one. saw this thing uh this graphic but the graphic yeah, yeah with woodland co-crack uh-huh yeah go ahead Matt, i i got it matt Tui tweeted it at me so season average yeah. Gary yep. Woodland 309.1, Dustin yep. Johnson 310.8, and Kokrak yep. 303.8. Today, yep. as in Thursday, Woodland 337.8, DJ 344.1, and Kokrak 341.7. <laughs> Kokrak picked up almost 38 yards on his average today. Uh, so the ball is just flying out of the ballpark. These guys are then. Hitting wedges into the easy pins, course that's slightly firm but not really based on all the rain, and you just have 120 players in the red. They, you know, and they were like puffing their chest out about 7,400 yards. It's like when you hit the ball 350. It's not seven. Who was doing that? The tour? Yeah, everybody. The broadcast. Know, I, I, well, I just saw in every preview with like stuff about the course. It's like it's it's in the top half of the distance on tour. No. And it's like no. 300, they, these guys hit it so far, it's ridiculous. I mean, what it does do, though, I mean, it, it's not a long course. It's brought no. the young, uh, the, and the ball's flying. It, it has brought the shorter hitters. Like Ryan Armour, I think, is like 198th out of the 200 top measured driving distance guys. Um, you know, Howell's not a big hitter. Reeves around, he's not a big hitter. Uh, I hope Lashley T4. wins. He four. He'd be, he'd be awesome. That'd be, be, be so a cool awesome. story. Um, so I mean, it's just like I said, I got a, I got a message that said they think they're gonna break like a scoring record and be thirty under. Uh, you I know, I know, know par doesn't matter, but that feels see, like that would only be it would only be fourteen under soft setup. It, sure, this whole thing makes total sense. Okay, oh. they went really easy on the setup, so and it was a perfect scoring conditions. So the guy shot five under. Yeah. How yeah. about we'll, we'll be it'll be interesting. You can tell with the setup always if if somebody separates if nobody's nobody's, nobody's. separate. There's there's like right now we got thirty two guys within four shots of Lashley at nine under. Yeah. No so, one's separating. Um. One guy who's not who is not under par is Troy Merritt. You see this this what we got sent Troy Merritt. <laughs> He's Troy Merritt has his own logo. You know what his logo it's should be? Actually, not bad. Go ahead. What should it be? I a few years ago, I remember reading, or I remember watching a telecast. This was before the fried egg, and yeah. that Troy Merritt has read the Harry Potter books. Yeah, yeah, like twelve true. times. Yeah, something yeah, this ridiculous. Is this so is like the one. This is like the DJ can dunk a basketball. Anytime Troy Merritt's on TV, I think they talk about. This. So his his logo should be like the uh, Harry Potter wand or something. <laughs> what wizard. it is? The state of Idaho with a beard. Like you know how you used to have that like beard goatee oh, coming yeah. off the bottom of it. It's not bad. I think, too bad. I think. Yeah, it's not bad. That's a good logo. State of Idaho. It's not just like TM or something like that. It was a a good logo, I guess. He, who's the uh, true wizard? Is it is it Potter? Potter Ted, or Ted? I don't know. I think I think Troy Merritt might deserve the nickname more. He's clearly nah. into wizards. No, but he doesn't have his last name Potter. We gotta <laughs> give it to the guy with the name Potter. <laughs> Let's not force this issue. 
when it's right in front of our face. Speaking of Potter, um, uh, uh, Monday Q Info. uh, Great folks at Monday Q Info pulled up his his, uh, Hooters Tour stats. (laughs) Fucking incredible. (laughs) So he played 101 events. So this is a case of the golf one on Twitter. Right. One of the best follows on Twitter. 92 of 101 made cuts. Oh, my God. 818 under par combined. 12, 12 wins. 41 top fives. Holy oh, cow. 56 top tens. And uh, $595,000 in earnings. That's some work. That's making, about as good as you can do on the Hooters tour. Making six hundred thousand dollars on <laughs> yeah. the Hooters tour yeah. is insane. Yeah, that's crazy. In a hundred, in a hundred events, he's the tiger of the Hooters tour, like peak tiger of the Hooters tour. Uh, like rare guy that actually was profitable on the Hooters sure. tour. Sure. Where did where are those events? I mean, they were all through mostly the southeast, yeah, right? It was like North I mean, Carolina, to... South Carolina, South... Tennessee, yeah. Georgia. Right. They, they had, you know, it. And then it's... it became like the e golf tour. Right. Yeah. I, I just went to one in South Carolina a couple times. It's it's always like, it's within driving distance. Like your travel expenses are car expenses and hotel expenses. Um. All right. Should we do a? Uh, you got any more Rocket Mortgage stuff you want to talk about? Um, I mean, they're just they're like Ricky slam dunking them in. It's just the balls are sticking. Did, did Woodland won that uh, fan vote Friday, right? Yes. Yes. He's 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 on PGA Tour live tomorrow. I, I We should. I never I didn't pull it up. I should check out close. What, what if they did champ camp champ on that? It, it, I saw when I, I, I actually voted and uh <laughs> And I saw that at that time it was like sixty percent woodland. Okay. So so not champ shot six under sixty six by the way. After you called them out for MC MC, you know WD. Hey, I, I'm hoping basically he since plays Hawaii. Well. I just was illuminating the fact that he shouldn't be in featured pairings based <laughs> off of his his play of recently. That's true. Matthew That's Wolf true. struggled again, seventy five. Did he? Yeah. Havlon didn't play great either. So. Wow. Zach Boshu. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ernie. How about Ernie? 75, three over. He and Wolf, way down. Lee Houdeman in last place, eight over, 80. Who is Lee Houdeman? He's, he's uh, I looked it up already. He's the PGA section winner okay. from Michigan. Well, that's understandable. So. Yeah. All right. Should we do a, a quick uh, Friday Friday okay. read for our yeah. friends? Just so you know, uh, Matt Every not in the yeah. field this week. Yeah, number yeah. sixty-five. Yeah, JJ Henry in the field, one ninety-seven. No. Yeah, got he that, is got that exemption for the year, taking up a spot. Is that right? Yeah, shot shot seventy-three. Three hundred made cuts exemption. Yeah. Wow. Just taking up spots. Just late a June. made up exemption, <laughs> which we've screamed about before. Made up um, exemption and uh, number sixty-two on the on the in your uh, all-important standings isn't in the event. <laughs> See, the thing about it, it too is like everyone well, would mean, actually cuts. legitimately have a chance to win the Wyndham Rewards, and he can't even get in an event. 
Did you see DJ talking about Wyndham Rewards? Yeah. What the hell was that? That's not the DJ I know and love. He's like, I'm really, I really <laughs> want to get these uh, Wyndham Rewards. That's a want to win that money. Thanks, Wyndham. Thanks for doing that for us. We're, it was just totally unprompted, unprovoked. He's not doing some activation or like that. That kind of bugged me. Just yeah. given the big, the big Wyndham Rewards chase. What extra, is it? One point five million. Uh, it might be two. It's just obscene. Obscene. I mean, it, I just, I can't believe that it's the same exact thing. I want to get that number one spot to win that Wyndham Rewards challenge, leading into playoffs. I think that's a big deal. Obviously, there's a lot of money on the line for that. And can't thank Wyndham enough. Has he got a deal coming with Wyndham? Is there something like we're going to hear next week? He's getting into big uh, I feel hospitality. Like he's, got, he's got something coming from Rocket Mortgage. Well, for showing up. Yeah. Oh, you want to? So Kepka's playing 3M next week? Yeah. Yeah, Human Potential Classic, Sticky Note Classic. Curious, right? Given his stance on PGA Tour events and, and just only playing the week before. Did you see why he's playing? No. Chase is in the field. Oh, Package no. deal. Chase Kepka. Which is pretty crooked, but I'll allow it. It's a little better than. I, I get. It's a little better than like the like the Drew Love thing. It's not good. It's not. I won't admit it's good. But uh, because you you have the value add of Kepka, who can actually like win, do stuff, and bring people to the event. Like if you want Kepka, you got to take Chase, and that's clearly what happened in Minnesota. Minnesota's like they are aggressively working all the angles. A little bit of nepotism. Is nepotism? I don't know. Isn't it uh, when it's brother to brother? It might be something fraternalism or something. Maybe I don't know. If I don't know fraternalism, it's it's another great debate. Is it symbiotic, <laughs> mutualistic relationship? Similar, similar parasitic, parasitic. You know. Uh, we'll have to look that one up. All right. Any other mo- Rocky Mortgage thoughts? Feel feeling. Good, bad, and different about this. I I feel great. I I think like the the city like it's great to have golf in Detroit, and you know I yeah. think that's like the the thing. The city's got you know a lot of good positive momentum going up there, and it's great to. I mean, it's a city that's a a, a huge golf city, right? A huge golf state. It's just good that it that exists. You just wish. I don't know. Maybe the the tour wouldn't. Would, but I don't know. I, I don't know what you do differently. The course is what it is. It's constrained on a piece of land. You can't make it any longer. Right? I'll tell you what you do. You just don't have have fans. <laughs> well, how does the fans make it play harder? You just talked about how it's a great market and they deserve it and they should all be there. Well, I, like, I'm just about? talking. Now you want to throw si- them off. I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. <laughs> you are. All right. Let's uh, let's get to. Uh, our little ad read here. Fridays, summer Friday, which means it's Bixby time. Bixby boy time. Uh, <laughs> you like that? Uh, <laughs> I brewed some so, Bixby this morning. Oh, gosh. Use I'm the on the bags. road. I'm in Orlando doing this morning drive stuff. We got to get up at like four in the morning, five in the morning. I don't have my Bixby. And uh, I won't trash what I have, but let me just say I wish I had Bixby. It's not been a good situation. Uh, 
So yeah, our friends were with Bixby all summer. Uh, you know, the bags, like we we kind of we we might have teased those too soon. We we weren't clear about that at the U.S. Open that they weren't available for public yet, and then they became available next week. Solid reviews right now. I'm getting good feedback about the bags. Yeah, they're great. They're convenient, uh, easy. Oh yeah, you can bring them to your office. You can do. You can put them in your golf bag. You know. Yeah. You... Yeah. No, it's so. So they got the bags. Versatile bags, pods, uh, K cups, ground, whole bean. They. I mean, the bags are kind of the latest innovative thing that they got going. I. I wholly approve, based on my whatever, three or four weeks now of use since the U.S. Open. I'm going to start uh, dropping the bags at random places. (laughs) (laughs) I give them out to people. I say, hey, do you want some coffee? Here's a bag of coffee. People really like it. I may have sprinkled them around the uh, media center at at the U.S. Open. Uh, And then we still got our promo code going. They want you guys to subscribe. We want you to subscribe. So you can make it, you know, send it to me every week, send it to me every month, send it to me every 10 days, whatever it is. Uh, and if you use the code Bixby Boys, Bixby Boys, uh, all no, caps. No, Z. no, no yeah, <laughs> this isn't like the Hot Boys <laughs> in New Orleans. Uh, the Bixby Boys with an S, all caps, no space, and you get fifty percent off your first order uh, when you're subscribing. So you got to subscribe. It's not just like a little standalone order there. So uh, yeah, fresh. The whole thing is like. If you subscribe, you know, when you get it the next month, it's not like some coffee that was roasted and bagged the day you subscribe. It was like a day before, and they ship it out to you. It's fresh. Fresh? Pop it. It's better. So Bixby Boys, the promo code. Subscribe at BixbyCoffee.com. All right. Back to the results. U.S. Senior Open, another dartboard. Did you hear about this? Notre Dame? Well, it got, got over, it got doused in rain. The storm was insane. Inch of rain, I think, last night. It sounds like they had like three inches in the last, you know, five days or so. Um, 262. Steve Stricker had eight birdies and an eagle. Uh, David Thomas had 10 birdies. Um, and Did I you think see Stricker. This rolling like, thing? Uh, the birdhouse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw it. <laughs> Darren Clark? Clarky. So. His, 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 he asked his caddy to move like a pole that had a permanent bird, bird stand on it. Yeah, it had a permanent birdhouse on top of it. And he got a two-stroke penalty, right? Because, I mean, you're moving a permanent object to uh, improve the, your line. The best was the caddy. Sight. The caddy, like, you know, they're, the rules officials there, and the caddy's, like, rocking this <laughs> thing back and forth, like, trying to get it off the ground. <laughs> I, it's just so great. It's like only only in golf do these weird things happen. What's your stance on birdhouses in the middle of a golf course? It wasn't in the middle of a golf course. Well, He's in I the woods. Just, yeah, I mean, it wasn't in the middle of the fairway, I guess, but yeah. on the property. What's wrong with having a birdhouse <laughs> in the woods? Yes, I guess nothing. It's just, well, I mean, now it's cost Clark two shots. He's trying to prove his line. That it's a cool golf course. <laughs> maybe yeah. the maybe the tweet of the year was that guy, uh, the guy, uh, the jersey. So they yeah. they put all the senior tour bags, uh, the senior uh, contestants' bags, in 
in the Notre Dame locker room, and they all had their own jerseys with their the football locker yeah. room, right? Yeah, yeah, the 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 football locker room. And then uh, who who was it that tweeted that? Bacon. You, no, but do you Bacon know who tweeted, tweeted the jersey the, thing. Who tweeted uh, the uh, the, uh, the line back? Give appropriate credit. <laughs> yeah, you're we right. Gotta, we gotta find this. I mean, we I I tried to call it out as a tweet of the year nominee. Um, who is it? Let me find it. Let me find it. This is great podcasting. Yeah. I can't find it. Here, I'm gonna. Oh, I got it. Anthony Miller. Anthony O. Miller responded. I hope they all lay their jersey across Miller Brady's desk. Miller Brady, I think, is the PGA Tour champions commissioner. <laughs> so maybe not in charge at this event, but you know. Mike Davis's uh, desk. <laughs> I hope they all lay their jerseys across Miller Brady's desk on the way to the first tee in protest of Scott McCarron anchoring. So good. Because you know they're all rumbling about it. They're all talking about McCarron's anchoring. They all get these new jerseys in their locker. They immediately take them, walk over to the you know host organizations, and just throw them down. I'm not playing. Protest unless you enforce this. Which, by the way, Maybe McCarron knows they're watching a little closer because he's outside the comfort zone of the WWE, you know, uh, authorities of the yeah. Champions Tour. Well, we could talk a, about he's T seventy six, T seventy six, two over. So maybe he can't get away with what he, you know, can on the uh, every other. Oh, week. I think they do strokes gain now for that Senior Open. I wonder if uh, if we've got a little. Uh... Strokes gain putting stat that we could look at. They do not do strokes gain for the senior. Yeah, Open. they do. They the USGA is oh, doing what? it for all their big championships. I think. What qualifies as big? Did they have it for the women's? Yeah. Did they have it for the senior women's pine needle? I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. But I, I, I don't I'm, see I'm, it. I'm pulling it up. All right, but let so me either give way, you another two over seventy two. Okay. I got another senior tour tidbit, and this comes from a listener, PJ. Um, got this via text. This is a good one. It's about Monty. Oh, yes. I got a Monty story we were just discussing. But yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, so What's your Monty P- tidbit? PJ saw, was at 7-Eleven in, in South Bend on Monday. <laughs> and he yeah. he saw Monty walking out of the out of the Seven Eleven. What's he doing at Seven Eleven? So he, Anyways, he's what's walking, he doing there? Walking out of Seven Eleven with three cases yeah. of Mountain Dew <laughs> and, and two family packs of Reese's cups. Mountain Dew? <laughs> how, how many Mountain Dews is he, <laughs> is he drinking a day? Three cases of Mountain Dew? He's like 60 years old. What's he drinking Mountain Dew for? He needs to get Bixby or something. Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew. That's amazing. I heard I heard a pretty good Monty thing recently. You want, you want to hear that? Yeah. It has to do with McCarran, actually. So, uh... Monty, you know, gets on the senior tour. Uh, I think it was at the uh, 2016 Senior Players Caves Valley, which McCarron won. And I think it might have been another tournament, but like he just gets out there and he gets uh, paired with McCarron first two rounds. Yeah, that's his tee time. And someone, you know, all these guys are whispering about like this McCarron anchoring thing's been a 
thing forever, right? A couple of years, everybody's whispering about it. We're hearing rumors that somebody's not signing cards and stuff. But so someone tells Monty, like, oh, you're uh, you're playing with Ron Burgundy the first two days, first two rounds. Well, Monty, like reference, totally lost on Monty. He said, oh, oh I've never heard of uh, Mr. Burgundy. <laughs> Thought he was playing with like an AM or like some like qualifier named Burgundy, Ron Burgundy, the anchor man. Didn't get the reference <laughs> at all. He goes, oh, oh my. <laughs> I love that. Who's... That's a great nickname for for, uh, for Karen. <laughs> Who is this Burgundy chap? You know, and that was like his reaction. Thought he was playing like a qualifier or something. And little did I know, like, he's like one of the 10 people in America that haven't seen Anchorman and wouldn't get that Ron Burgundy <laughs> reference. So there that's you go. A gr- that's a great reference. Oh, we got to call him Ron Burgundy now. <laughs> you want to call him that now? Yeah. All right. So that that's our little Monty segment, unplanned. Uh, any other senior notes you got? Uh, Warren's just a cool golf course. You know, Core Crenshaw. It's worth watching. It's just, it's just soaked. Yeah, right just now. oh, uh, raid the rainstorm last night was like biblical stuff. It was nuts. It was like downpour, deluge. Gary, Gary Nicholas, T twenty one, playing as a pro now. I guess Jack's been watching outside the ropes up there. Our man Gary. You know Gary. Gary is tied with uh, tied with uh, our guy, the assassin, too. Oh, that's another good. <laughs> a, a listener, P Mulru, texted me. Like he was out there today, uh-huh. and uh, like Panagawa is just putting by himself. He goes, he walks up, he goes, "Play well today, Ken." He said, "Panagawa is just totally startled, like thrown off. Like who knows who I am? Who gives a shit who I am? Who's talking to me? There's no one around, right?" He goes, "Play well today, Ken," and he said, "Like it looked, he was totally caught off guard and completely startled by someone going out of their way." So. The assassin appreciation, you know, machine that we started is uh, starting to impact. Can can it, I tell you for the positive out there? I'm gonna tell you a, a text I got from Shane Bacon. Okay. He said, "I just saw the assassin in real life. It was like seeing the Pope." <laughs> <laughs> so Tanagawa is tied with Nicholas. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Tanaga. Two under. Yeah. So he's at two under. Yeah. It, it should hopefully what? it firms up. It might it might might be raining there right now though. So yeah, soft. Lots, lots of lots of rain here. It's been raining like all year long. So okay. At the Andalucia Masters, Victor Perez shot a sixty-five, six under. Leads a host of guys, including Sergio, who immediately posted the sixty-six. Going to win the third time in a row. Technically, the fourth time in a row, I think. No, because beef it won. won. Beef. Yeah, was Beef it the, Johnson won at Valderrama. He won the Spanish. Oh, maybe it was it was a different event or something. But he won yeah, at Valderrama. It, okay. But maybe right. maybe that was the Spanish Open then. So playing a little easier. I don't know. Sergio thought the winning score the t- total was going to be five or six under, but they're well, already there. There's a there's a it's a long tournament. They can come back. The Northwest Arkansas Championship, Walmart, still hasn't started. That's one of those 54-hall events. They're taking a page out of the senior tour. So we'll talk about that on Monday. Utah Championship, presented by Zion's Bank. Robert Garrigus, 64, 7 under. Playing at altitude, is, ball is this just a, goes forever. Is this a major, since it's presented by a regional bank? <laughs> you, you 
referencing the region's tradition. Yeah. That is kind of ridiculous that that's a major when it's a got a title sponsor. Although title sponsors a bank that's only available in like a small part of the country. Very, yeah, regional. It's like it's not a major if you don't have a a, a bank that people can use all across the country. I mean, you can buy a KitchenAid stand-up mixer anywhere in the world. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So that's that's approved. I think that needs to be the the barrier. <laughs> uh, so Robert Gerges, who I thought wasn't he pop for weed again? He must I... be just getting off his suspension, right? Yeah, yeah, he must be off his suspension. Seven under sixty four. Justin Lauer leads by one. Uh, Daniel Summerhays, this is like his home course. Five under sixty six. So he's in the mix. Um, ZB's in, uh, two under. He's uh, yep. Utah, Utah boys. Yeah, ball flies forever. Hey, speaking of Utah boys, listener sent us this note about this event. Pretty upset about it. So some of this like benefits the Tony Finau Foundation, right? Mm-hmm. But so the Finau Foundation is now like he, he's taking on like a mentorship role, and he identifies promising golfers from utah and they like give them a donation right well he gave forty thousand dollar check to patrick fishburn yeah well he's like 10th on the mckenzie tour order of merit does that stink or does that not stink to you are you okay with that i don't like at 10th like you're still like not even making money Okay. I yeah, no, his money's like for these seasons like nineteen thousand. But the 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 tipster sent us like this is like I mean, I guess when you're talking you about can't... promising golfer, you're you expect to like Finau's, you know, got a mattress in his garage growing up with a X spray painted X on it, and that's how he got good. I mean, I didn't know if that's what it was for or you're okay with him just I think... it depends on like is this charity or is it not charity? Like what he's giving him forty grand well, I think it's different. I mean, like he's just basically helping this guy become a pro golfer. Okay. I don't know. I mean, well, he's like, already a pro golfer. Well, like, be, like, be successful. I mean, like, think about it. Like, if he forty grand, he doesn't have to wait tables, you know, or something like that. Because that's money's the hardest thing, right? About playing pro golf. Like, you know, what I mean, yeah, I, I bet there's so many. There's thousands of golfers who didn't make it because they didn't have money. Yeah, I, I'm totally okay with that. I mean, I think it's it's fine, but I'm just wondering if it's charitable. I don't know if that qualifies as like a charitable thing. Would it be? Yeah. Would it? Would it? And violate I violate anything clear, with like I, amateurism if they gave it to like a kid. Yeah, they might have. Yeah, probably. I guess that makes sense. I'm not saying. I don't even know if it's considered charitable, so I'm not speaking authoritatively on it. But like, if he's making money off this event for his charity and then giving it to guys who are tenth on the McKenzie tour, then that might be a little off. But I don't know that that's the case. So, all right. Uh, any other web thoughts? You good? I'm good. good on the web. Good on the web. All right. Oh, one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. Back to Rocket Mortgage. Uh. A, it does seem like they listened. I, I'm sure it was because of us. That's definitely why. They, it does seem like the PMI Rick ad is gone. Did you notice that? No. I didn't, I didn't watch enough of the coverage today. They got some new one. He's 
sitting sitting in a chair watching some guy mowing his lawn. May they, may they recorded that today or this week. <laughs> Definitely. I'm sure that's what happened. Right, riding mower. Guy watch watching some guy ride on a riding mower, not your little dainty electric thing. Um so they got rid of the PMI ad as far as I can tell. Secondly, I'm getting a new mower. You are? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll share more details when I when oh, guess here. You know? All right. All right. I want to hear about this. <laughs> my wife told me I, I gotta get home and mow the lawn as soon as I'm home. So my gas mower. Uh so on the telecast, they're talking, so they're calling holes 14, 15, and 16. You hear about this? Area 313. Yeah. Which I assume is the area code for. Uh-huh. You know, we have the bear's trap, the snake pit, you know, the green mile, and now we have area 313. Are you okay with that? It's just, it's a part of this whole grandstand, like, backboarding. I feel like, know, intrusion. like, it should be like the eight mile. That's not bad, I guess. That's slightly creative. Or, but, or it could be, you know, could they got to get some some Eminem rap going on the loudspeaker in in area three one three if they're gonna do it right, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So more more preposterous though is that there's this promo where they're gonna donate some money to charity if a player gets a three, a one, and a three. On that stretch. Do you know what? The, that's an eagle followed by a whole ace, which is followed by a birdie. Like, all right. there's What are the yeah, statistical odds? Conceivably, the, the pros could make an ace. Like, I, I yeah, that's fine. I, I get that. But like an eagle, the preceding hole and a birdie after it. Like, what, what kind of money what, are we talking about? About like chances? $70 million? Like, what how much are the money? chances? And what are the chances of this And they're happening? talking about it on the broadcast. Like, oh, they're going to give money to charity if a guy goes 313 through these holes. It's huh. obscene. What I wonder hell? if anybody's ever gone 313 through those holes. Ever. Ever in the history of the... I mean, this is... Uh, Horton Smith was the yeah. pro there. I mean, a lot of good players been there. I would, uh, I would venture to guess nobody has ever gone 313 in that stretch. Ever. And and may never happen. It may never happen unless equipment companies continue to rule the game of golf and, and the driver starts to go 500 yards. How did yards. we get on this? How did we get on this? <laughs> I mean, an ace, I could see that happening. Maybe. Maybe. But just what a preposterous promotion. All right. That's, that's, that's my uh, – uh, oh, and last rocket mortgage thing tangentially. Great uh, nickname proposal from M. Hirschfeld, Mr. Hirschfeld on Chez. So we, we talked the other day about how he's William Chesney. <laughs> Did you see this? No. And he started calling him Billy Reevy and Bill Reevy and all this stuff. He wants to call him Big Bill because it's about the hat. It doubles about the hat has a double entendre. Big Bill. You know, that went completely over my head. And, <laughs> and I'm kind of sad that you're I... the most vocal. His hat's too big. Big you Bill. Know. You got it? Yeah. Big, big Bill. Big it's... Bill Reevy. <laughs> big His Bill hat... Reve. <laughs> I so kind of like Chesney. For his head. Chesney Reevy? Chesney. 
Uh, anyways, right. so, so that clears the deck. Let's go. Are we going to flashback? Yeah, let's do flashback Friday. All right. This is this is a this is a worse for the wear flashback Friday. All right, that's fine. You're excused. Um. So 2007, Buick Open. Okay. Last. Who do you think? Who do you think won? 2007 Buick Open. Um. Uh, Tiger. That's that's well, a bad guess, but Tiger was spending time with his newly born uh, daughter. Oh, all right. So he sat that one out. And okay. other P- Buick Open stalwart, Vijay Singh, was injured with an elbow. Okay. So he was out. Okay. Open the door for Brian Bateman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Morning Drive, colleague of mine. Yeah. Brian so, Bateman. Brian Bateman. Wins. Although I, I can't say I've ever met him or been on the show with him together. But, yes, now he's on Golf Channel. He wins the 2007 know. Buick Open. Only win okay. in his PGA Tour career. Okay. So he wins right. it. He birdies the last hole. Yeah. To beat none other than Jason Gore, USGA's uh, special uh, project guy. You know, player consultant. The player liaison or whatever. Manager yeah. of a team of six now, you know. <laughs> Justin Leonard, another Golf Channel guy. Yeah. And Woody Austin. Wow, this is a very 2007 board, it feels like. Oh, yeah. So it was his 151st PGA Tour event, and he was 204th on the money list. Talking about Bateman now? Bateman. Okay. Coming into the event. His best finish of the year was T31. Wow. So really kind of came out of nowhere. Um. He's his quotes after the round. He, so he birdies 18 to win. And he says, I'm still trying to figure out what I did. He won the tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so he was excited about playing, you know, Augusta. I've never come close to playing Augusta because Augusta, I've always uh, battled through Q school. <laughs> it's just always battling in Q school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never Journeyman. Never thought about playing Augusta. Yeah, but he's like, it's a life changing week, a life changing putt. It was pretty, pretty cool. The funny thing I found here was that he right. he started talking about what he was. Somebody asked him what he was going to do with the money, and he's apparently like a loves cooking, loves cooking. So he says, "Oh, that's that's interesting. I, I actually some depth." I'm a fairly simple guy. Oh, okay. Maybe he told not. reporters. If yeah. there's one thing that parallels golf as much as I love being out here, I love to be in the kitchen. I spend oh. a lot of time in the kitchen. I spend a lot of time watching the Food Network, and I collect cookbooks. <laughs> I probably cook four or five nights a week. I'm always looking for a new <laughs> recipe to try. I'll invest in a few pots and pans, although I pretty much have every one in the catalog. <laughs> This is I what he's talking about this. after he wins $800,000 is buying a few pots and pans. I, I actually like this. I know. It's great. This is pretty good. It's relatable to a certain degree. Pots and pans. I just, not the Grayson Murray. I won like, you know, 300 grand. I'd buy a $200,000 car or whatever it was. Um, so that's amazing. So Bateman's last full year on tour was 2009. Okay. He was out yeah. two years later. 
Yeah. So. All right. He's uh, good flashback. Maybe he'll play on the Champions Tour. Good flashback. All right. Yeah, he could play on the Champions Tour. With Roger Rowland, our guy, the Sun Sun Belt Senior Tour. Uh, should we wrap? Do you want to do a little slugger real quick? Just forgot. Yeah, to... yeah, we should talk about this. It, All right, it, so... Slugger gave me a nice juicy quote to, to pull in the. I, I didn't like the conclusion of the distant or the pace of play report. Slugger's yeah. quote just tied it all, put a bow on the whole thing. Uh, so you talked to Guy Yoakum at Golf uh, Golf Digest, did a little one of those my shots, and there's a lot. It's a good Yoakum always does great stuff with these. Um, there's a section on slow play, and you know we're talking about you know one of the primary enforcement guys here on the tour. We all know who he is. I hate slow play as much as the next guy, but I can't agree with the idea of hitting players with penalty strokes. It that sounds like. There is no scenario in which he'll do it. I can't agree with the idea of hitting players with penalty strokes. Gosh, it gets worse. Maybe it's because I was a player once, but I envision these horrible trickle-down effects. Say there's a player who barely squeezes into the top 125 of the final FedEx Cup point standings because he made a couple of thousand dollars more at a tournament than the player right behind him. Imagine if he'd been hit with a one-stroke penalty at a key moment because he was two seconds over his time. Say the penalty cost him 5000 Suddenly, he's so far down the FedEx Cup point list, he doesn't have the place to play the following year, which in turn might mean his kid can't go to college or he can't put a down payment on the decent house. Or worse, basically it means you're drastically affected the guy's life with the click of a stopwatch. I'm all for looking at fine structures. I don't know what that means. But maybe increasing them. But determining his fate with a stopwatch to me is a little harsh. That seems like what a, this tells uh, me a is, rules official that doesn't, you know... Want to enforce the rules. That's pathetic. You can't like you can't start considering these like the kid won't have a chicken nugget to eat next week if I give him a slow play penalty. What about the you guy? Can't... What about the guy that finishes below him that plays fast? Right, right, right. That are playing within the rules. These are rules. What about the guy right? behind him that doesn't finish before darkness and then has to come back and play at six in the morning and then play another round later that day? What and that guy say that guy misses the cut by one and it's like, oh, he got like, you know, two, three less hours of sleep than he would have gotten had he finished in time. I think what this tells me more than anything is like we just need to I mean, well, you tell me. If this sounds plausible, just take this. We need to have take it out of human hands altogether, or at least this human's hands. Can we make it automated? Can we make it robotic? Can we make it, you know, some sort of the machines or, or do we need subjective, you know, I don't know, some sort of subjective eye? Like, I think maybe if you you're in violation of it, then you can have it reviewed. But if you're your violation, it's a black and white thing. You know, this big giant buzzer goes off and it rains out throughout the hole. And that's all you got. And if if you have some sort of you want to protest it after the round, you can protest it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that it's just, you know, obviously we've talked about this a lot. It's just it's playing quickly and well is a skill. Is a skill. And it's a skill that like, is not being rewarded. And it it just is a, it's a perfect example of the PGA Tour and everything that's wrong with it. They don't set up the golf course in a way that will consistently identify the best p- player. They don't enforce the rules. 
properly. And then the best is like here he's talking about the subjective areas of the rules in this article. And then everybody yells at the USGA for the enforcement. And he talks about how you can enforce them the way you (laughs) want to. Yeah. And then whenever there's a ruling, it's not their fault. It's actually the USGA's fault. Right. You've done a good job with this. Kind of talking about the PGA Tour has all their own guys enforcing the rules. But, you know, when people get pissed, they turn the guns on the USGA. Um, Yeah, I just the 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 analogy you always make to like Tom Brady play clock like it's a skill. He's better. Like, do you think there's some back judge like Nathan Peterman? You know, the play clock runs out. I was like, ah. We're not going to give you the five-yard penalty this time, Nate. Like, you're having a bad – you're having a rough one. You're probably going to be out of a job because you throw interception every other play. Like, we'll just save you the five yards this time because I'm worried, you know, you're not going to be able to pay rent in five years from now. Does the official do that? Do they do that calculation? Do they think of that trickle-down effect? No. The rule is the rule. Either you're good or you you can abide by it or you don't. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, like, think about, like – Draymond, uh, Draymond Green had to sit out a finals game a couple years ago because of that t- technical rule. I'm aware. I remember you know, like, it well. You know, like, <laughs> they teed him up because he, he got a technical. He teed up. Yeah. They, didn't think, they weren't thinking about, oh, well, this might ruin their chances to win the finals, you know? Yeah. Which yeah. it did. Eh, I think <laughs> the other players had something to do with it. But, yes. Uh, all right. That's it. Any other things you have Friday? Ready to get to the weekend or go back to bed? Worse for the wear? I'm ready to go to bed. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be uh, be Sunday on the road. I'm, I'm going down to Prairie Dunes and uh, Southern Hills this weekend. Ooh. Oh, I didn't know you were going out of town this weekend. That's yeah. a good good, good place to go. Yeah. All right. So. Enjoy the trip. Uh, get some rest. And we will talk with you guys on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. Mm-hmm.